All right, welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Monday, December 2nd. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, not joined by John DeShazer today, but luckily I have the pleasure of talking to Tiffany Blackman, an NFL Network reporter who covered the Falcons and Saints on Thanksgiving night. Tiffany, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm good. I I saw that your friend Jane Slater bragged about the spread in Jerry's world for Thanksgiving. So how was Mercedes-Benz Stadium and how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, goodness. Uh, my Thanksgiving was pretty good. I, my parents live in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. I'm 10 minutes or so from the stadium. Um, and so I was able to shoot up home, stuff my face for 30 minutes, and then <laughs> go back down in time for live shots and stuff for the game. So that was fun. <laughs> and then the spread, of course, of Mercedes-Benz. I mean, the new stadium, um, I mean, they really have, they've really upped it um, yeah. a lot. So there's a carving station. I mean, it's great. So they did. They always do a fantastic job, and they did another great one on Thanksgiving. Now, did you tell your producer to, to get the live shot from, like, from shoulder up so that you can wear, like, sweatpants and the elastic waistband on the bottom to make room for all the Thanksgiving food? Because that's what I did. I was like, all right, just get me shoulders up. <laughs> shoulders up, that's it. <laughs> I, I wore a comfortable dress, a loose-fitting dress. There so you I go. There you go. Uh, how many friends do you have on call to watch your pup? I follow your Instagram stories, and I know that you travel a lot, and so I, I follow Roman pretty closely. But how many <laughs> friends would you say you have on call to watch him? Gosh, I've got probably, I'd say, three in the in my Rolodex that I use consistently. Nice. One I use more than others. Um, so, yeah, he's pretty well taken care of when I'm in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. One more personal question, and then I promise we'll get into the Saints-Falcons game. Yeah, fine. But uh, you went to high school with Jared Cook, which I think is fascinating because I need to know if his voice was always that deep and if his voice <laughs> cracks, if his voice cracks when he was going through the phase of puberty or just something to be reckoned with, because I can only imagine. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to remember because <laughs> it is pretty <laughs> um you know, I think it's I think it's been the same. I want to say, you know, I was older. I'm old, so there's my brother's age. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. And so, yeah, I was probably too cool for school back then. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jared actually, his older brother, Jason, uh, was a grade, I believe, behind me. But I want to say he's definitely um, put on the muscles because he was a beanpole. Really? Wow. Basketball player. Yeah, basketball player. Super tall and lanky. <laughs> So, I would not so have tagged him, him as a, a beanpole. Yeah, seeing him as a as a as a grown man is hilarious to me. With a family is, I mean, it's awesome. He has an amazing wife and kids, but um, it's just it's just so crazy. <laughs> well, it's so funny because you know when you, I think we did like a conference call to to welcome him to the team and stuff, and I heard him and I was like, oh my gosh, and I don't know why I associated a deep voice with like him being not nice, but as soon as you interview him, you realize he's probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Oh yeah. He is unbelievably kind. I think when I was, um, I've spent the past couple of weeks with you guys. So when I was um, in town, I probably a few weeks ago, um, I mean, I didn't even get to asking him football questions because we were just catching up on life stuff. That's awesome. I think uh, PR to come over and be like, hey, we're closing the locker room. I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't even ask him football <laughs> questions yet. Let me uh, let me sneak this in because yeah, he's um, just such an amazing person, and his family's amazing. I mean, they were pretty much poster poster kids uh, for our school. That's great to hear. 
so Tiffany, again, you covered the game uh, on Thanksgiving when the when the Saints won twenty six to eighteen against the Falcons, and Saints advanced to ten and two on the season, clinched the NFC South. But you covered, you know, the Falcons. You've covered the Panthers for a while. Did you think in the off season that there would be more competition for the division title this year? I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the Falcons, who were bringing back pretty much, I mean, the same cast of characters, at least offensive, offensively. Um, I mean, you have Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, you know, obviously Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you thought they had fixed their issues when it came to their offensive line with the draft picks they made, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb Gary. Um, and then, you know, kind of here we are. It's kind of, a, I think they're still trying to find answers in that building as to, what's gone wrong and um i mean it's it's pretty baffling um when you see kind of what's happened to them there and coach dan quinn's a great guy i mean they've got a good staff it's just so confusing and then um when you look at the panthers of course like we i mean cam that was back you know during training camp the talk was all about the shoulder and all Mm -hmm. this stuff and how he was better um and then now they're in a situation obviously they lost him after week two i believe um, against the Bucks, and I, you just never would have thought, especially when you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey who continues <laughs> to dominate this season. Um, the wins just haven't been coming their way, and I know the defense had made their transition to 3-4. Um, they've been getting gassed on the ground in the run game, but other than that, have been dominating when it comes to sacks. Um, it's, it's been a pretty wild, been a pretty wild season, I guess you could say, as far as um, no one's kind of who we thought they were, except for the same. Right. I, I was, I was, I don't want to say intimidated, but I was a little bit more worried than I guess I am now because of all of the promise that all those teams showed in the, in the preseason. I mean, you have Christian McCaffrey, you have a healthy Cam Newton, and then you look at the Bucks, they get, uh, and yeah. you know, it's just, I was expecting way more. And it seems like all three of those teams are, I don't want to say rebuilding, but they're just kind of going through their own stuff right now. Yeah, I mean, I and forgive me for not mentioning the Bucks. I mean, I spent some time down there too this season. I, okay, I go I around this too. region and <laughs> <laughs> I go around this region and um, you know, getting Bruce Arians in, and everyone was thinking, you know, this is going to be a different, a different Jameis that we'd see who would cut back on the turnovers now that he's being able to work with the quarterback whisperer, um, and we see good Jameis and we still see bad Jameis, um, you know, but their defense. Um, one bright spot for them has been against the run this season. But other than that, I mean, their secondary, they've struggled, like you name it. Um, it's been a rough season for, for them too. But, you know, look at the Saints sitting pretty yeah. <laughs> and clinching the – you know, clinching the South for the third straight third straight season. Well, speaking of defense, you have to look at the Saints. Four sacks for for Cam Jordan uh, against the Falcons, who I'm sure you can tell some funny stories about interviewing. Uh, and nine sacks for the for the Saints defense. Where do you put this Saints defense in the NFL right now? I mean, I I think you've got to. I mean, you mentioned with with Cam. I mean, you guys have a cast of characters too. You guys have a fun defense. <laughs> Uh, uh, to cover, but I, I would put them up there with, you know, with some of the best, just at least as far as um, when you talk about the sacks and being able to pull that off uh, against the Falcons on Thursday. I mean, Cam four sacks. Um, that was, it was insane the amount of pressure they were able to get on Matt Ryan. And especially when it came down to it at the end of the game, because the Falcons had kind of clawed their way back up in there. Um, then that pressure from the defense was, was relentless. And that's the kind of performance you're going to need out of them you know, down the stretch as they get ready to, you know, to gear up for the playoffs. 
Tiffany, you interviewed Taysom Hill after the game, and I think internally we get just as excited as the fans do about Taysom Hill and just how much of a Swiss Army knife he is. But from the outside looking in, what are your thoughts on Taysom Hill and what he continues to be able to do for the Saints? I mean, you could throw him anywhere. Yeah. Like, it is um, – it's, it's almost – and I'm, I'm – not maybe putting him up there, but it's almost kind of McCaffrey-esque how the Panthers are able to utilize Christian in kind of every aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, Taysom's like, again, as you mentioned, this Swiss army knife that, yeah, they're not going to him as much as they're going to, you know, Christian McCaffrey with with the Panthers, but you're able to, when you do go to him, it's always kind of like lethal, right? For the other team. Um, You can, I mean, again, the block punt, and then he gets a touchdown reception. It all happens in the first, few minutes of the game and then they're going back to him um for the rushing touchdown so it's just kind of an insane day for him um that was my first time um getting to really chat with him um you know in that locker room and he's so incredibly soft-spoken I was quite surprised um <laughs> such a nice guy and uh and, and a heck of a player and that's the, the threat that you know the just the scare of how Sean Payton will decide to use Taysom Hill um, has to be a lot for, for opposing defenses to have to worry about. Yeah, and it's exciting to see him kind of being used a little bit more. You didn't see it as much when Teddy had to take over at quarterback because obviously then Taysom becomes your 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 backup, backup quarterback, yeah. but it's exciting to see what Sean Payton can do with him. But I, I think I know the answer to this, but who do you think is going to be the biggest competition for the Saints left on the schedule this year? Oh, <laughs> this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's the 49ers at least right now. I try to pull up the schedule again real fast, but um, by far, yeah. Don't worry, I'm, you're right in your answer. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just I was just double checking myself again, not to discredit the Colts Titans, right? But um, I mean, and then and then you're getting the 49ers after that loss um, to the Ravens. So I mean, that's a good football team yeah. in every aspect of the game. Um, I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. I will probably find out my work schedule in the next couple hours here. The powers that be in L.A. will give me a phone call today. Um, Not sure if I'll have that one or not. Um, But, I mean, whoever gets it, I mean, you're in for a good one. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, you watched the Saints and you've you covered them over the last two weeks when they played Carolina and then, of course, when they played the Falcons. So before I let you go, what are you most impressed by with the Saints and what do you think they need to work on as they approach the end of the season and head into the postseason? Um, I think, I mean, when I think about the Carolina, I was there for the Bucks game too. When I think about the Panthers game, I mean, just the kind of some self-inflicted mistakes would be mm-hmm. the only thing I'd say they, they would – you know, need to work on um, putting these games away early and, and finishing them. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had an opportunity to really finish off the Falcons, and then they, they crept back in, and then, what, the three onside kicks, which was insane. I know one of them didn't count, but um, – My goodness, right, that was so frustrating. Yeah, um, so I'd say they've got to – I mean, especially if you're going to hang with the 49ers, like, you've got to come out and hit them in the mouth. And you've got to make sure if you do get that lead, you've got to finish that game off. But other than that, I mean, I'm just impressed by the resilience of this team. When you look at losing Breeze for a chunk of the season, Teddy Bridgewater, who's obviously a well-accomplished quarterback, steps in, and it's like they don't skip a beat. I mean, the coaching job by, you know, Sean Payton has been fantastic. And then, you know, you miss Kamara for 
two games, I believe. And, um, you know, it's just like, all right, next man up, um, not to be super cliche there, but that's what we've seen out of this team. Um, and I mean, it's just, I think they're a fun team to watch. I, my first TV job was in Louisiana, um, back in 2000, well, 2008, but I was there in 09, um, when the Saints went to the Super Bowl. and it's just, um, you know, back then it was just like Breeze is just insane what he does. Um, and he's so much fun to watch and how he's able to, to put together game-winning drives. What That was his 50th one um, against the Panthers that he came back for. I mean, I know I sound like I'm just rambling, but I'm just in awe of y'all's team and um, how you guys are able to, to do what – they do week in and week out. It's, pretty, it's really impressive. I'm always amazed that Br- Drew Brees has time to have a social life. Like, I'm like, wait, you have four kids and you have this insane routine that you, you know, are the first one at the practice facility, last one to leave, and then you keep up with being a husband and being a father and taking your kids to Pelicans games. I'm like, how how do you have the same 24 hours that I do? I don't understand. I think that's what makes you great. Mm-hmm. That's what you, like, you have that balance. Um, and he's been doing it long enough. I'm sure, what, he's got four kids? Yep. <laughs> and been playing football for forever. Um, when you're that good, it's like, it's, it's just, it's instinctual. Um, what, like, you've got a system down. I mean, I think to have that balance is what separates you. Um, when you're not so maybe consumed by work all the time, even though we know he is, mm-hmm. in a way, um, that's what makes you good. So, yeah, kudos to him and, and Brittany. Um, because it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Tiffany, we appreciate you joining uh, us on the show today. If you haven't followed Tiffany on Twitter, make sure you follow her at Tiff Blackman, T-I-F-F-B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> Tiffany, well, we appreciate you joining us. important part, the O-N, everyone puts an A in there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did that a few times. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate you. All right, bye-bye. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek score the best deals on tickets. All right, thanks again to Tiffany for joining us on the show today. Make sure you're downloading the Saints app and checking out NewOrleansSaints.com for all of your Saints content this week. We have plenty as we're leading up to the Saints game on Sunday against the 49ers. Again, that'll do it for today's show. We appreciate you listening and tune in Wednesday for another episode.